Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Tuesday, November 3rd. It is uh, the long-awaited election day. I'm sure many of you are um, already at the start of this day ready for um, today to be over and for the political signs to be taken out of yards and um, to move forward with um, whatever it is we have after this election this evening or however long it may be before um, we actually know the results of the election. There is no telling. Um, But today, uh, before this uh, very divisive election, let's meditate and center our thoughts on Christ and on who he calls us to be. And we're going to do that uh, through our fighter verse for the month of November, which I think is incredibly apt and helpful uh, for a day like today and maybe maybe the days that will uh, follow and how we will be tempted. So our fighter verse is actually fighter verses. It's two verses is Ephesians 4 verse 31 and 32. So I'll read those now and then uh, and then we'll meditate and just do a hear journal through them. Ephesians 4 31 32. Let all bitterness, anger and wrath Shouting and slander be removed from you, along with all malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. And that is the word of the Lord and our fighter verse for Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Um, I want to remind you that this week, uh, the, the practice that we're doing together is gratitude. Uh, last week, we... Um, we Uh, We're exploring the emotional iceberg and adding that to our habits. And our practice this week is uh, once a week, a gratitude journal, writing down one scripture, one person, and one thing or provision from God that you will think that you're thankful for. That's our rooted practice. And then our good life, overflowing the good life to others practice is that one person that you are thankful for, send them a text or an email or a handwritten note or letter or a phone call and just let them know in, with specificity um, how you are thankful for them, uh, what you are thanking God for, how he has brought that up uh, before you in your time. So let's get um, to work on this first. Um, the first thing I notice um, really has to do with what we're doing in this series is um, I notice the idea of rootedness in Christ and overflow. This verse ends with forgive one another as as God also forgave you in Christ. So in other words, if I am aware of God's forgiveness of me in Christ, that's being rooted in Christ, that I have an awareness of the gospel. Uh, Remember on Sunday, we talked about um, thankfulness flowing out of first um, being grateful for what God has done through his gospel and awareness of what God has done, his, his works, and then, and, uh, and then that overflows to finding God's love in other places. So that's the same here, is Paul is grounding the idea of forgiving one another in forgiveness in Christ. So that's a, 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 a good life practice is forgiving one another. The rooted practice or, or the rooted idea is recognizing that I am forgiven in Christ. Again, how do I do that? It's that meditation. I mean, it's that uh, foundational habit of meditation. Uh, 
That is how I root myself in the forgiveness of Christ, knowing the gospel, knowing what scripture says about the good news of the coming kingdom of God and that God has forgiven me. And then through that, I can then forgive others. So that's the, that's the first thing I notice. Um, I, I notice in the bigger picture of what's happening in these verses, I, I'm always asking like, where is this situated in this text, particularly like in this book and in this chapter, if you go up to the start of chapter four, you know, about nine or 10 or um, 11, um, it's where Paul writes that, um, that it's about the building up of the body of Christ. And he talks about in verse 12, uh, unity in the faith, growing into maturity with the stature measured by Christ's fullness. Um, no longer be little children tossed by the waves, blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning. So this is all this kind of, uh, you know, you're a deep-rooted tree. Uh, but speaking the truth in love, okay, uh, let us grow into, into him who is the head. So this is about growing up in maturity in Christ. And he says in verse 16, that is for the building, it is the growth of the body of Christ for building itself up in love. So when he enters into this section in 17, I just see a, I see a little heading break there. That can be helpful. It's not scripture, but it can be helpful. It says living the new life in the CSB Bible. So that that's kind of a cue to me to go, okay, now he's going to talk about the life that I live now in Christ and specifically how that will build the body up. Um, and then it goes into talking about people who don't know God, the futility of their thoughts, that they are excluded from the life of God, um, that they have become callous and they've given themselves over to promiscuity uh, for the practice of impurity with a desire for more and more. So when uh, that's verse 18. So I'm, I'm reading that, or excuse me, uh, yeah, 19. So when I'm reading that, I'm thinking, uh, especially in this, in this midst of this habit series, you know, we've, we've come back to the idea that, that the world, you know, is wasting away and we kind of bend towards evil. In other words, our, our default setting is not going to be towards good, beautiful things. Our, when, when we give ourselves over, uh, when we stop trying, when we stop aiming at something beautiful, um, we end up, what he says, uh, giving into our desire for more and more. In other words, you know, our, our default is broken towards sin. And then in verse 20, he switches and says, that's not how you came to know Christ. And then he talks about something that's difficult to do. Take off your former way of life. Uh, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new self. These are all commands given to us to take action. In other words, it, it takes a kind of, there's a committed getting up every day and doing. Again, we're not doing for the favor of God. We're working with the Holy Spirit already given to us. We're working with the identity as children of God. Be angry and do not sin. Okay, so now I'm starting to hear these feelings um, about uh, about, okay, anger comes up, but I need to recognize anger. And it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the devil an opportunity. Um, let the thief no longer steal. So it's all of these desires and feelings that I have pop up inside of me, but I need to identify them and choose the way of life instead of the default way of death that often comes out of my feelings if my feelings rule me. Um, some of that is indicated in verse 29, where it says no foul language should come from your mouth. I thought about this as I, as I read that today. No foul language come out of your mouth. You know, foul language is another default setting. It's like that's the easiest thing to do. And I don't just mean, I don't just mean saying cuss words. 
Um, I thought about this week with our um, with our emphasis on gratitude and on thanking people. How much easier it is to uh, sort of defensively joke about something for me than it is to genuinely say thank you. I think about how much easier it is to complain about something than it is to praise something. Um, how it feels like if I say thank you or uh, if I praise something, it feels like I'm letting my guard down a little bit. And indeed, you know, we know cynicism and sarcasm is all a kind of building up a wall so that people can't get at us. It is, if, if I'm cynical and sarcastic, if I'm pessimistic, it's like I, I'll never be disappointed. Likewise, if I'm cynical and, and sarcastic, if I know the world is broken and I know things are going to tend towards brokenness, like I'm going to be right like 90% of the time. And it is, cynicism and sarcasm is, it's a method of walling ourselves off from other people. We see that when what we read in verse 31, uh, which comes after 30, which talks about the Holy Spirit um, and not grieving the Holy Spirit. Um, But 31 says now, okay, so now we're to our fighter verse. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath. Bitterness. What bitterness is? Bitterness is, again, that's another thing that that keeps us. uh, It's a kind of wall we put up uh, that doesn't have us uh, be vulnerable with other people. Because if I'm bitter at someone, I don't have to step into what happens at the end of verse 32, which is forgiveness. Forgiveness is so vulnerable. Forgiveness is so exposing because I take the knife to get back my enemy or the person that hurt me, and I have to swallow it myself or I have to put it away. There is um, Jesus on the cross absorbed our sins in a kind of uh, theological and, and, you know, cosmic redemptive way, yes, and we can't forgive other people in that kind of sense, but there is a way where we take, other, we take the hurt of other people's sins on ourselves when we forgive. Instead of stabbing them with the knife, we swallow the knife, and it does. It, it hurts to forgive, and that's what bitterness keeps you from. That's what bitterness protects you from. Bitterness always keeps the knife ready at the side, to say, I haven't stabbed you to get you back, you know, to sort of get vengeance or revenge. I haven't stabbed you with this knife yet, but I have it here at my side, and I'm always reminding myself that you are worthy of me stabbing you back from that time that you stabbed me. And here in verse 31, Paul says, drop the knife. In fact, like a sword swallower, it's like swallow the knife. Get rid of it. That's what forgiveness says. And then he includes anger and wrath. And, and some of the outcome of harboring bitterness, which we, you know, you've probably discovered as you've walked through, uh, if you walk through in your exploring the iceberg activity, um, if you've walked through anger, you have probably found bitterness underneath that as a part of your iceberg. And you've probably found some of the tip of the iceberg that shows one of those events that you might would have been maybe shouting or slander. You know, shouting is obvious. Slander, that's where I, I'm just going to cut somebody down to someone else. I'm going to I'm gonna bring out the worst qualities about them or the worst things I know about them, and that's I'm going to sort of paint them in that light. Shouting and slander, definitely. This happens. You've got pieces, political pieces in the mail that are slander. It doesn't mean that it's not true, even though sometimes it might be. Slander means I am going to take, even if it's, whether it's true or not, I'm going to take the worst about something and I'm going to put it on display. Shouting and slander, that's the outwork of this bitterness. And malice, malice is um, 
uh, malice is I, I, I hate you with a kind of hate that I, I, I want to sort of ruin your life with my hate. I, I, I want the worst for you. That's malice. And Paul flips it here in 32, or Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, be kind. Kindness. Hard to define kindness, but you know it when you see it, don't you? Um, kindness is definitely a, a kind of way, a sacrificial way that someone goes out of their way to serve you or care for you. Compassionate. Be kind and compassionate. Um, compassion means with suffering. That's what passion is. It's suffering, calm, with. So com- being compassionate means with suffering. Feeling what someone else feels. Trying to feel what someone else feels. Hurting with someone. Rejoicing with someone. Be kind and compassionate. Thinking about their situation. Thinking the best about their situation instead of the worst. Be kind and compassionate to one another. And then all summed up, forgiving one another. That is such a vulnerable thing to do. Such a difficult thing to do. To forgive. Because indeed, in verse 31, you have to let all of that self-protective stuff go. Bitterness, anger, wrath can be so self-protective. Those walls can feel so safe to you. No one can get to me as long as I'm sarcastic or bitter or angry. No one can get to me. But the Holy Spirit says, no, you tear down the walls and go out from yourself. Be kind. Tear down the wall. Instead of trying to keep people from feeling you, feeling with you in your suffering, you go out to feel with them in their suffering. Instead of holding on to that knife of bitterness and malice, drop the knife, swallow the knife, be vulnerable, and forgive. And what do we ground that all in? Remembering that in Christ, God forgave us for far worse. City Church, today is a day to commit yourself to obeying verse 31, getting rid of bitterness and malice, and taking up verse 32, kindness and compassion and forgiveness, because you know that in Christ God forgave you. Let's be light in this dark season. Now that we have meditated on that and sort of applied it to today, uh, we're ready for the are part of our here journal to respond. And so let's respond in prayer today. And then I'd like to ask you, we're going to pray for our country today. And then also um, let's pray for our responses as a people to the people around us, no matter which way they vote, no matter what they do to us, to be ready with kindness and compassion and forgiveness. Let's be silent together and then we'll respond to God. Our Father, we stand on the foundation of your love, of your attachment, hesed, agape, never giving up love. We have experienced it, and now we are ready to overflow it. Today, in our country, um, maybe one of the most divisive presidential elections in our country's history. And yet to you, Father, you've seen it all. You've seen way past America's past into other civilizations past. You've seen all kinds of bitterness and anger and malice worked out, shouting and slander. You've seen our future. And there is nothing, Father, there is nothing that worries you or has you anxious or not sleeping about who gets elected president. 
for you call us to follow you, stay close to you. And there is no asterisk on verse 32 that says, be kind and compassionate, forgiving one another, unless it means Supreme Court justices, or unless it means um, destroying the environment, or unless it means you know, what, whatever your political motivation is. Unless it means abortion, then be angry. Unless it means, um, uh, unless it means uh, racial injustice, you know, then, then be angry and don't forgive. No, no, no. Kind and compassionate. Why? Because there is a truth that we know. We know, God, that you have forgiven us in Christ. That is the truth we stand on. And Father, I'm thankful that there was no asterisk on the cross. There was no unless about your cross. It was just, it is finished. And the doors to the kingdom of heaven flung open for all humanity. And now from that, flow out of City Church, flow out of anyone listening to this podcast, anyone who has dwelt on these words today, kindness, compassion, forgiveness, and love. And we trust you with this country just like we trust you with our lives. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, especially today, go and multiply the gospel.